Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on. on. The entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, Navelle J. Lee. What a way to bring me back into the podcasting circuit is the news that dropped within the last two days. Hey, everybody, it's Navelle J. Lee, and welcome to the latest edition of the Buzzcast here at Buzzworthy Radio. It is 10.33 p.m. here on Wednesday, August 3rd, four days before my birthday. But honestly, we are here to talk about the biggest revelations to hit daytime within it literally has only been two days, only two days. We got this news that happened yesterday on the young, for the Young and the Restless casting news. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But the biggest news of all that came down today was NBC stopping the sands flow in the hourglass for Days of Our Lives. Yes, the show is still going to be flowing with the stands in the hourglass, but it's not going to be on NBC. Starting September 12th, 2022, the show will move to the streaming service Peacock, which is owned by NBC Original. I had so many thoughts when this news broke today about the show. First of all, with this big news that has transpired, this is going to leave just three shows remaining now on broadcast television and only on two networks where we have, we have the young and the rest of the bold and beautiful on CBS and we have general hospital on ABC. Those are the three soaps that are going to be remaining on broadcast television. While I am very happy that the show is not going away, it brings a lot of reservations as well. Before I get into all of that, I want to bring on my guest. Uh, I wanted to have him on because we've done we've done numerous podcasts together, not just in reference to soaps, but also in reference to Big Brother. He's always a great addition to our show, and I'm very glad to have him back here. One of my very first ones, not counting the daytime Emmy ones that I had with you a couple of months ago. I'm talking about an actual podcast, having him back here for my very first one in a matter of months. Jonathan is joining us right now. How are you, sir? Hello, Neville. It's been too long. I'm so excited to be here and get to talk with you and talk about this subject. And thank you so much for the honor of getting to be here. It's going to be a great show. That, uh, I'm just glad that you were able to join me, uh, and you were really the first person I wanted to reach out to to ask to be a part of this tonight because it's this this. This is huge. Regardless of how you look at it, this is huge. This is a huge. So this is a huge. Did story. you get a very deja vu to Prospect Park kind of feeling for the day? There's a lot of excitement in the air. There's a lot of skepticism, a lot of worry, a lot of like people going everywhere. And all in all, like all I have to say is Dave. Dave is still around, and I'm excited to see and discuss what this means for the future of not only this show. But the genre. I literally, you hit the nail on the head because that's literally what I felt. I went, I went back now, uh, even to set this up on the backstory, which is very, very eerie. When I found out about the news today, I was in my car, I was driving, and I literally hit a street 
where the street name is Prospect Park Street. So I was like, <laughs> I'm literally going like, my God, if this is not an omen. Uh, but <laughs> but that was just, that was just, but it, yeah, I really did think of it that way because as you just said, I have a lot of excitement, but I have a lot of reservations as well because of what happened with Prospect Park. I literally, the first thing I said was that we, we haven't gotten rid of the show. The show is still going to be here with us. And I don't know exactly, and this it could have been explained, it may not have been explained, but I don't know exactly how they're planning on doing uh, as far as airing the show are they airing new episodes every day yeah. of the week um so we're gonna we're continuing so on that think level what the plan yeah. the plan currently is is i think they're going to drop them every day monday through friday so similar to like they're doing with love island uh so they're going to be dropping the show monday through friday every morning kind of like beyond salem 2 uh, and beyond salem season one kind of in that kind of vein so every morning we'll wake up and have a little daily dose of Days of Our Lives. So episodes from September through, uh, I guess, the start of February have already been filmed. So they were already in the can going into this. Um, and uh, that kind of uh, also gives me a little bit of a sigh of relief because it's not like Prospect Park. So when Prospect Park took over, they wanted it like this, where the show was ending on ABC on Friday and then picking up on the online network on Monday, but they didn't get to have the same sets and have the same writers and have all the contracts going on, whereas this move, it's literally just going to be like days is ending on Friday on NBC, and Monday morning, we're picking up over on Peacock, and that transition makes me think that we're going to have a whole better experience than what we had with the Prospect Park debacle. I agree. This is the part where I was the most excited about because while I did have the reservations about the Prospect Park angle, that part where you just said that they've already filmed several months already out, so they already have episodes in the can, it's what they wanted to do, and by they meaning Prospect Park, wanted to do with All My Children Would Like to Live, they're do it's actually being done with Days of Our Lives onto uh, Peacock. And the other aspect of it, it's NBC owned. Prospect Park wasn't owned by ABC at all. So the fact that this is an NBC owned streaming service also makes me feel better about it because we at least have some type of familiarity with Days of Our Lives with this. So that's why I was very i wasn't i wasn't upset with the move uh i am obviously going with certain people going oh we got to pay for the streaming service now i want you all to keep in mind if you do have xfinity it's free so while if you don't have xfinity it would be 4.99 i believe to pay for the streaming service if you have xfinity as your cable provider you get Peacock for free on your service, and I can attest to that because I do. So I just want to throw that out there just in case you all did not know. Um, so people who have Xfinity, you do have that advantage. But I'm excited to see exactly what can they do 
on on Peacock now? Is there going to be stuff that they're going to be able to get away with a lot more than what you were accustomed to on television? I know we we can't keep comparing it to Prospect Park, and they did try to go that angle, especially with certain types of dialogue. But and I know people weren't really receptive to that, but honestly. I'd be excited to see if they could change some things up on, on the streaming service, if they could go a bit more risque with a lot of things. So I'm kind of excited just to see that. And, and also, if this proves successful, I can't imagine this not working with anything else. I, I, I can see this working with so many other avenues, with even with the remaining other three that are on the air. I, I'm kind of excited to see just exactly what's going to happen within the next several months. Like, how is this all going to play out? And there's so much potential here. And that's the thing. It's like, I'm not feeling like the sky's falling at this point in time, because I think there's so many avenues that they can go. And so much that faith that Peacock and NBC Universal has in this brand. And I'm very... Like, if they wanted to cancel the show, they would have just canceled the show. If they would have wanted just canceled to the just show. do an occasional Beyond Salem, then that's the move they would have made. But they have faith in this property, and I'm very interested to see, like you said, what boundaries do we now get to push? Like, will that, as we saw on Twitter, um, people took the John and um, Christopher Shine's. Um, Oh, I'm liking on his character. Um, oh, Paul. Paul, yeah. Uh, the Paul and John uh, sex orgy. Um, could we actually like, maybe push the boundaries a little bit? Like, let's let's see what tables can be shaked. Let's honestly, let's have some fun with Peacock. You know, let's actually do some real risque content. And, and see where we go. Uh, I'm curious, like you saw with Beyond Salem 2, um, we got, I'm not going to say vulgar, but we got, you know, where people were able to swear a little bit, like when the moment was right. So are we going to get those type of, of emotions to be able to be shown when the show makes the move to Peacock? I think that, that's what's going to be super interesting. My biggest hope, though, is that the NBC and Peacock brand continues to build that soap community around the show and make sure they have watch parties and make sure that they, they drive that social engagement because I think one of the cool things about daytime at this point in time is the fact that fans watch the show together, Right. And we interact, and we live tweet, and we, we get out of fun. I, I hope that doesn't go away with the new Peacock era. But, I mean, streaming is the future. And I think it's great that Days of Our Lives is the trailblazer to, once again, set the tone for what the future of the soap genre is going to hold. It's interesting you say that because, obviously, we just – got off of this daytime Emmys high where we saw Beyond Salem be nominated for Best Drama. I mean, it's been how many years since we had more than four shows in the Best Show category? We had like five, and it's all because of Days of Our Lives. 
and its spinoff that we just had. And of course, you know, Days of Our Lives is is known for having nighttime serials in its years. But you know, that this spans all the way back into the nineties mm-hmm. when 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 Days of Our Lives was doing nighttime serial drama. I mean, they they set they set the tone. Listen, guys, everybody knows that YNR did primetime episodes, but who spearheaded those primetime serials? It was Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives did that first. They did that first. Correct. And so they even had specials with Cruise of Deception. Cruise of Deception was the was I think really was the one that really spearheaded everything was Cruise of Deception. And then after that, then we started seeing all the nighttime stuff coming with Days of Our Lives especially with uh, when John and Marlena had that affair. That was one of the biggest, mm-hmm. biggest ones. So Days, Days really is really the, the soap that really catapulted a lot of, of things that we get to see right now in this day and age. And I'll get in more into that in a second, but I also want to point out, too, what this really made me think of was SWAT. And the reason why – think of SWAT is because SWAT was on CBS for a primetime show. That got canceled and went to Paramount Plus with new episodes now every week. Went to Paramount uh, Plus. Yeah. Didn't go didn't go to Netflix. Didn't go to Hulu. Didn't go no, it went to Paramount Plus, which is CBS owned. So it went off of CBS and moved on to Paramount Plus. And then when I heard about this, I'm going, Peacock is NBC owned. It's kind of in the same I'm I'm like, this is the same thing. So this is why I'm not really worried about it. Did I go, is this, I don't know how far in advance did the people in the brass knew. Is this why mm-hmm. we had, saw so many dismissals with certain cast members? Could that have played a yeah. part in it? Because you always, you always go like when this type of move is made, you got to think, okay, so maybe this is why characters have now left the show. Because you're not going to have that much of a budget. Um, when you move on to a streaming service properly. However, however, I'm not too worried about that either, especially who they were able to bring in for Beyond Salem. You're going to spend that money. Yep. You're going to spend that money on Days of Our Lives too. So I think, I don't think, honestly, anything's going to change. If the viewership's going to change, absolutely it's going to change. I think it's going to it's really going to showcase exactly where the demographics lie a lot more. I know this is one of the things that we all we always look at when it comes to ratings, but I think this is probably going to be the only streaming service and where soap content people are actually going to watch. I I say that because there really wasn't cool. any way for them to do well, I say that because of the Prospect Park aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Not many people really, one, understood it. But with this, you can, watch, you, know, you can now watch it on your TV. If you have the streaming service on your app, on your Fire TV, on your Roku, you can stream it on your television without having to watch it on your computer. That was the biggest thing with Prospect Park is that they weren't Whoa. able to really watch it on the television. Exactly. That was the biggest complaint for that. Streaming is so different now. The landscape is so crazy, and we now have the access to all the smart apps on our, our TV, and viewing is way different than it was back in 2011. A lot of people were watching traditional TV, and those watching on streaming services were kind of rare. 
now, as NBC said in their press release when we were talking about this news, is a lot of Dave's viewers already are watching on Peacock. So They're already watching on Peacock. Katie McLean teaching us to how to use the Hula app. We're able to just easily um, go and transition in a way that I don't think it's going to hurt as bad. And then uh, on top of that, you talked about the demographic information. Peacock is going to have and be able to give Ron and Co. this detailed information on the exact demographic that is watching their show and what they need to write to and how they're able to adapt to this because Peacock is great with soliciting and getting viewers feedback. The second season of Bel Air, is be, when it was being created, was done with a lot of feedback from season one being taken into that because they solicited their viewers and asked them kind of what their opinions were on the, the highs and lows of season one. I think we're going to see a very much more interesting days of our lives come this time next year. I am literally going to be sitting on the edge of my seat just to see exactly what's going to transpire, not just with the show, but with the viewers overall, because I'm, I'm anxious to see on social media the fans take once this move happens. You know, I, I'm just excited overall. I, I really don't know what else to say about it, except that I don't, I don't feel as, what's the word I want to use for this? I don't feel as scared. I think that's probably the best word I could use right now. Mm-hmm. I don't feel as scared about it because everything's already set in place. Nothing was set in place when Prospect Park happened with All My Children and Would Like to Live. Yep. We, we already have all of our main players here in place still. Nothing's changing. Mm-hmm. And we already have episodes in the can. So that can actually go from Friday to Monday. I'm okay. I'm okay. This is not, it's, 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 it's definitely, definitely game changing for sure. And I would love to see this prove successful because one of the things that brought me back to uh, Peter Bergman actually had made a comment at one point when all my children went, as well as when I slid and when it went online with the prospect park version, he even deemed he wanted it to be successful because this could change the game for the soap genre. And I feel mm-hmm. this way now, especially with Days of Our Lives moving to Peacock. This will change the game of the soap genre because this, if this proves even more successful, a part of me feels that we could probably get newer type of daytime serials on streaming mm-hmm. services. Well, I think it, like you just said, it opens the door for brand new content, and I think it changes also the terminology a lot because now they're not daytime serials anymore. They're they're not daily serials, right? They're inter- anytime entertainment, and that I think being able to break away from that stigma that has been surrounding around the daytime label now you're just a streaming show. Now, now yeah. we're like we're we're playing with the big boys now. That and because when Prospect Park did their shows in 2011, there wasn't Oscar-winning streaming movies. There wasn't Emmy-winning streaming series. There wasn't all of these things. They were kind of looked down upon 
as, you know, the, oh, look at Netflix Go, and, oh, there's, there's Hulu just trying their best with their little, little streaming show. But now these are looked at as actual forms of art, and I think that's what can really help the daytime genre or become and evolve into this next step because we could get new shows that are fresh and innovative and able to do things in ways that we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, and that excites the heck out of me because I'm so curious what a new modern soap would look like in the hands of uh, some names that maybe wouldn't do a new daytime show, but they would do a new streaming show. You know what also excites me? There will be what? no preemptions. Oh, thank God. Just think about it. Yeah? Just think about it, y'all. I mean, now that it's on streaming services, whenever Wimbledon happens, because Days of Our Lives would always be preempted for Wimbledon. If there's something going on that while we are enthralled with what's going on in our real lives as well and we want to watch it, but you want to still escape, you don't have to worry about days being preempted because there's no preemptions with streaming. Look at that. Which also means we can get there, like, if they want to do it the right way, we can get holiday episodes, like actual holiday episodes, because they don't have to worry about preempting, like you said. So, 4th of July, important Christmas, um, Thanksgiving. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes we did get those episodes, but more recently, we begin preemption. Well, now, you know what? Let's go. Here they go. I'm also this- curious if now, because Dave is going to Peacock, is the vault going to be open? Can we see some special Days of Our Lives uh, collections coming? I was thinking the same thing because I feel what better way to start promoting the transition from NBC to Peacock than by doing a special week of episodes on the streaming service themed week. Think about it like when, when we were in the height of COVID and Shows were shut down. Oh, and that reminds me also what Days did. Because they filmed so far in advance, who was the show that had new episodes during the entire time? This show. But I think that that would be amazing for them to do is like themed weeks on on Peacock to get everybody get everybody pumped up about it. I... I I think that would be awesome. I think they need to dive into the vault because it would be such it'd be such a cool way to get everybody interacting about the show, the transition of moving from network to streaming and also reliving its history. So I'm all for it. I don't know who this is, but I want to see if this is an actual call. I want to jump in on the line here. I have area code 516 on the line. Hey, Nabelle. Hey, John. It's Tony Ann. Hey, how are you? Hey, Tony Ann. Good. How are you? Good, good. So since you're here, let's, let's get your thoughts on the whole 
days moving to Peacock, uh, what are your thoughts about this whole news breaking out this afternoon? I wasn't expecting it now. I was expecting it in a year. Um, but I'm overall very happy. And I recently just saw a tweet right before I jumped on this phone that said this was done basically, this was a, a decision made from NBC Universal. This was less about saving days and more about trying to bolster Peacock. NBC views days as an asset so much so that they want to use it to get more subscribers to Peacock. Correct. That was TV Mojo. That, uh, that, that is literally the, the hand. Yep. That's literally the best marketing tool that you could possibly do. I mean, it makes total sense. It really does. Could you? And imagine how how good the numbers for Beyond Salem Two had to have been, because less than a month later we get this news. Those numbers must have skyrocketed. Well, I think base, if this is what I they feel like. To do. I even feel like it it really took off with the first the first chapter and then then they did the Christmas special and then they did part 2 and I just feel like more more subscribers came in after they heard part 2 was happening especially when you had fan favorites returning for this with Christian and yep. Peter you know I, you know people wanted to see Fancy Face and Brady they wanted to see that happen again, and they got the chance to do that. Um, so the fact, as you just said, Tony, and I do feel like beyond Salem 2, those numbers really catapulted way past Chapter 1 because people wanted to see this type of story and these characters. I, I just think it's a, vi- it's a viable tool to get more people to subscribe to the streaming service. And I think it's smart. I think it's smart the way they rolled this all out because last July is when we stopped streaming on the NBC app and moved exclusively to Peacock. And two months after that happened, we then got Beyond Salem 1, which did so well, they immediately wanted two, but they pivoted to the Christmas movie because Days couldn't produce Beyond Salem 2 so quickly. And then we got Beyond Salem 2 just now. And a month later, we're going to be exclusively on Peacock. I think it's a bold move in a good way. I mean, it really is. Like, people talk, people that I've seen on social media at, uh, throughout the course of this afternoon into this evening, people were either not happy about the move or they were excited about the move. I didn't see that many that was in between, but I know I've seen a lot of people expressing, like, the, basically that it's huge regardless. And I'm saying that it, it really is huge because this will definitely – it definitely will pivot the rest of the daytime dramas that are on broadcast television. It could either pivot them in such a way where this would be their move for them or, you know, Days is going to outshine out uh, pretty much everything. I mean, like, like we said earlier before you jumped on the call, you know, Days has pretty much been spearheading – everything that daytime has done i mean i could even sit here and say days was the first one to do a clone story they kind of were guiding light wasn't the first one to do that days of our lives was there's still three other and, marlenas out there in salem so and this was during the devil possession storyline in 95 so yes they were the first ones to do clones so and it's and this i i tweeted this earlier and i'm going to say it here now this 
feels me to me more akin to when Guiding Light made the radio to television transition. Like that's a, that's a good one. Transitioned once before. It, this feels like you know another another big transition moment. Now Days may be the only soap to survive the transition from TV to streaming, like I think Guiding Light was the only one that went from radio to TV, but that doesn't mean that more streaming soaps can't be born out of this if this is successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you you hit the – you know, it's interesting you say that. I I agree with you in a sense that I feel feel Days of Our Lives is more apt to viewership on a streaming platform than I could see for a CBS soap. Nothing against because listen, nothing against to the viewership over with the Young and the Restless and the Bold and Beautiful at all, but I don't think they will be able to get that those type of figures on a streaming service for for that network. Now they I tell would, crazy enough stories that they are a streaming like I mean we have a show with with Matt. you know we have all sorts of crazy zany stories that's honestly made for streaming. It's so out there, and so it's, it fits into the world of the Stranger Things. It fits into the world of Ozark. It fits into, it fits into those, those genres of what we see on a streaming service. It's why, that's why Days would survive that. And I'm so excited to see what kind of out, more type of outlandish plots and more, what more can they do now that they have a little bit more freedom because it's not on network television. So I yeah, I'm so happy that we do not earlier. have to... I'm just so happy that we do not have to play to the middle America fans anymore. We can just kind of exist now. Can you imagine if... Because I thought about this you know, earlier, and mind you, I know that... Uh, you know, listen, before I even start there, PGP is, uh, you know, they've been my, my OTP. I, 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 as the world turns, it's been my number, was my number one. So it was the reason why I got into this genre in the first place. And I know that CBS wanted to buy as the world turns and got light from PGP and PGP said no. Uh, and, and they didn't want to relinquish the rights. But had they done that and if 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 those two were to go into it now, even and we had to survive another ten years of of New Jersey uh, PPAC, not Peacock but PPAC <laughs> with Guiding Light, I wonder if it could if those two could actually fit on a streaming type service. Like I keep thinking about that too because you know I could see like those type of shows in New York, like we could still have those New York shows somehow on the streaming service. But it's just, it's just like Tony Ann and, and John and I have all said, if this proves successful, if this proves to be top of the line, imagine what could come from this, uh, like new type of serial serials on, on streaming services that people can watch that could, uh, that could take part in the daytime community whether it's in the daytime Emmys, whether it's just daytime overall, Soap Digest magazines being talked about, imagine what that could imagine what that could do 
getting fresh blood, fresh talent on screen in this type of genre. That's huge to me. That would be huge for everybody that's watching. That This could, in my head, it could easily build back the, the soap community that we lost uh, over 10 years ago. And I think another big factor is one thing that we've talked a lot about as, I guess, a soap fandom is gay's promotion abilities, right? And kind of what they've been doing as far as interviews and, and, you know, actual promotion. But when we look at what they did with Peacock and what they were able to pull off with Beyond Salem and the Christmas movie, I'm very excited to see how they handle this transition because we could be getting all of that coverage we were wanting because now they have, I guess, uh, a platform behind them that's really excited and energized about promoting them. Here's a tweet from yeah. Matt Smith, like, um, and and Tony Ann's point is, is exactly what she said, but um, Matt Matt Smith just really tweeted out it. What's interesting is that those Peacock numbers for Days and Beyond Salem must be really strong, or they would have just canceled the show outright at the end of the contract. Mm-hmm. It makes like, no honestly, sense if that the show wasn't doing well while they do it. NBC wouldn't even try. It would literally be parked on NBC for the next year, and we would be done in 2023. It's a valid point. That's actually a valid point. They would have probably did one more season, and then they would have called the clips. They would have announced that it's the final <laughs> season and just moved on. Yeah. And I really I Which, feel too – would have, which would have been the announcement we got today rather than this move because they announced uh, mm-hmm. this today, I'm assuming, because it was the Te- Television Critics Association summer tour today. The TCAs were uh, this week, yep. And as you said, it would, have, it would have came out saying, instead of saying moving to Peacock, it would have said Day's final season to end in 2023. But I also feel now – And again, this is my opinion. I'm not exactly sure if this is going to be factual, but I feel that with this move, we probably may not have to deal with year-to-year renewals. I feel like this will not. I think we still will only because Peacock doesn't own them. Yeah. They still have to. Because Peacock doesn't own them, and they pay to air it, whether it be on the network or on the streaming services, they still have to renew it because they have to pay to air it. Okay. So I think that's still going to be a thing. I was kind of hoping they get away from the year-to-year aspect. I was going, like, maybe now we can do multi-year uh, deals with this and not. Possible. Yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking. I that's mean, where I, my head was at. Like, going, maybe now we don't have to worry about it. Being, we have to wait every, every September to hear, oh, by the way, we're either coming back or you're going to wait another four months before I tell you we're coming back for another year. How about we do a three-year deal? The way, the way that Y&R renews is every three years. Like how, we get a, how about we get another three-year renewal? We don't hear anything from ABC that's, at all about General Hospital. So I'm just sitting here going like Well, that's maybe. because they own it. ABC owns it, so they technically can pull it whenever they want, continue airing it without technically having to renew it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the only soap that the net that a network owns is General Hospital. Yeah. 
But I, I, I can see multiple year renewals. I mean, we got a two year renewal last year. I see that being a beginning of a trend, not the end of one. Because I know a lot of people are thinking that this means that NBC is canceling it, but technically their contract with NBC Universal is still intact. The only thing changing is where they're airing. Where they're airing it. That's why I kind of just felt when everybody kept saying that NBC canceled it, I'm going, I don't like that you're saying it that way because it's, it's not – because to me it translates to going – it's you're saying it's canceled. It's not canceled. It's just moving to another net. It's moving to another network, which is a streaming service. It's this, and that's like why I said it with SWAT. I was going, SWAT wasn't canceled. It just moved to Paramount Plus. So why are you saying SWAT is canceled? (laughs) Like CBS has done this a lot with primetime. They did it with SWAT, SEAL Team, Evil, well, a lot of I think their what's shows. really important is the way that, I guess, we look at how the press is reporting this, right? Nobody's calling this a cancellation. It's all been called moving. So if you look at, like, Deadline, Entertainment Weekly, Verge, People, it's all moving to Peacock. It's, that language is very important because this fear-mongering around the cancellation, it's not a cancellation. It's literally just moving and that is kind of the way that television is going right because i don't know about you guys but i almost exclusively watch all my content on streaming services yep it's I, I do done do. through the only, thing, I watch live the only so thing i watch on regular tv i'm is very excited yeah, I've i'm very excited even- because this is just the feature and even with days, I fall into the category where I watch it on Peacock. I, if mm-hmm. anything, all four shows I don't watch live on television. Number one, because I'm not home to watch it live. So it's cool. always it's always Paramount Plus, Hulu, and Peacock for all four of the shows. And that's how I'm able to see them. People always wonder, like, how can you watch all four? I was like, because I have a streaming service where I don't have to watch commercials. And I'm able to watch it in a half hour for five shows because they're 37 minutes and commercials. So it's just, it, that for me is why I watch streaming services because I don't have that fluff. I get to just watch it straight through without any interruption. And so I do fall into that demographic. I fall into that category. And that's why I'm excited for it to be exclusively on, Pe- on Peacock because it's, it already fits my way of life as it is. I get to watch it whenever I want to now. I don't have to wait at a specific time for it to, I I mean, we're going to have to wait a specific time to be uploaded, I'm sure, but we don't have to wait until towards the end of the day to watch it now. It's just going to be there. I'm hoping they follow um, the the Beyond Salem model of how they drop Beyond Salem in the morning. And kind of drop it early in the morning and let people watch whenever they want. Would you guys want them to do a binge model four days and have all five days drop on Monday? No, no. I don't like that. And I don't think that that's what they're going to do because if that was what they were thinking, I think Beyond Salem would have been how they they would have 
they would have done that with. They would have dropped it all. They would have dropped it all Monday for all five and be done with it. Exactly. They They did Beyond Salem the way they did specifically because they wanted to test how the daily model would work. Would the audience tune in every day to see it? And they did. Because then, uh, as you just said, they were testing it to see if they would come back to see the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. And it obviously proved fruitful for them because they kept coming back and they kept coming back in droves. So I would not want them to do all five in one shot. I know that's what Peak uh, Prospect Park did with the four. They used they did it as uh, four each day, but then they dropped they, they, all four in one day. <laughs> but I was just like, no, no, I, I would not want I would not expect them to do that. Number one, but it I wouldn't want them to do that. It, it, it just it defeats the purpose. So just my opinion. Yeah, I think I think how they how they released Beyond Salem is going to clue us into how they're going to release days. Now, do you guys see um, a major content shift coming in, like, the spring? Because we know we have episodes at least through the first part of the new year. So do you think Peacock will do anything to tweak it? To tweak it? Do you think they will shrink the episodes, make them less? Less like how? In what way? Like less episodes a week? Uh, but they, I don't because of the established uh, deal with global and with other international markets. I think they have a con- an X amount of episodes they have to produce a year, probably at that 40-minute mark. Or, or it's kind of like – mark. It, so I don't think kinda, they're going to see that. It's kind of like, it, to his point, he. I didn't even think about that. I forgot about global. It's kind of like with the Young and the Restless. They have a contract where they air a day ahead in Canada. Know how that happened, but it's it's there. Dave so, used to do that too. Like I remember 10 years that ago, Dave was doing the same thing. I, I remember that. I remember them airing a day ahead. And <laughs> the power message boards, we were able to see them a day ahead, and that stopped. I was like, damn. But yes, yeah. <laughs> You have a point there, Jonathan. I don't think because of global they would they would mess with that schedule and that uh, that time limit. I I think that's not going to change. I think it's still going to stay five days a week. But uh, I do wonder once the 2023 episodes are done, if they choose to move forward with it, if it performs well enough, if we tweak it after September 2023. Like, I feel like this next year is going to be a test Yeah. To see exactly how we perform. And if we perform well, we'll get renewed. And then any tweaks Peacock wants to make, they will make at that point. I could see that happening. No, I could see that. Uh, and even I was going, I don't think we would probably see anything fully, if they want to push the envelope, Coming to effect until after. What do they film up to now? Uh, Christmas or Valentine's Day? The, ge- end of January, early February. They are probably written through March. 
Okay. But they can always tweak the scripts that are written. Right. It's a lot harder to tweak what's already been filmed, but you can easily rewrite something. You could rewrite something. That's kind of where I'm sitting at going. I wonder if they're tweaking those scripts now. I do wonder if they're going to take up take a production pause to retool some things. You mean like if they're going to go on a dark period? Yeah, like if they have a dark week coming up, maybe instead of going dark for one week, they may go dark for two or three while the writing team retools some stuff to to fit their new platform. And then when they come go back into, when they go back into production, they would start shooting new peacock scripts that's definitely a possibility i can see that happening so i i'm just excited about this overall i i'm just i'm just gonna lay it out there to be to be quite honest with you this to me is not only a smart move but it's going to be a pivotal one uh, i'm a very i'm very excited to see what's going to happen at, uh, overall so I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. I I love the fact that this is happening the week that I'm supposed to see the Day Players Band in New Jersey. <laughs> right. I'm seeing them in Belmore on Friday. Yes, I you're, see I them. Think on, you said you're doing the Jersey show on Thursday, right? I'm doing the Thursday one in New Brunswick, yes. And it was funny because I didn't realize that Brandon Barash, like paid attention to where or near where I live. And he was like, yeah, it's actually going to be near you. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Didn't know you were paying attention, but you were right. So <laughs> it, was just, it was just funny that he literally was going like, no, it's going to be near you, so you need to go. And I was going like, all right, all right, I guess I'll go. No, I'm excited to see that. Um, to, uh, I, I mean, I've heard Wally. I've heard Eric. And Brandon, I've not heard Carson before in person, uh, but um, have you streamed his single name in your phone? If not, I have go not. do that. It's still good. I will have to do that. Do yeah, that. he's the he's the only one out of that four that I've not heard sing. I've heard everyone else, and I know they're great. So that's why I'm very excited. I've heard them. He's great. And they were. I will say at the after party, they were, they were, there were songs that were being played that they wanted to put in their cover song list. And I'm kind of sitting there going like, you've picked some really good choices if you're actually going to go through with them. So I would love for you to do some Earth, Wind, and Fire in your, in your set list, but we'll see if you go through with it. <laughs> but I'm very excited for that show. Okay. That's going to be very interesting. Something else TV Mojo just tweeted about 10 years, uh, 10 years ago, 10 minutes ago. Uh, I've talked to sources inside NBC Universal. The company is devoted to making this work because they need Peacock to work. I do agree with this. If it doesn't boost subscribers in a meaningful way, it's very unlikely Days of Our Lives last beyond its current deal. So its current deal through 2023 is in place. Okay. So it just hopefully days does what they want it to do and it will continue beyond that. But we definitely have it for another year. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's another one that came through uh, in regards to it. It, it, it basically, uh, it, in, 
verbatim says this is heartbreaking as well as a country we continue to further inequities as many individuals cannot afford streaming services shame on you sony nbc for furthering the digital divide hashtag daytime matters but and someone replied saying we can't get peacock in canada but if i understood our conversation in this just a few moments ago they'll still be able to watch it on global is that correct mm-hmm. correct so global, global, global will go through the end of next year yep Global made, put out a statement last month that Days and Y&R will continue to air through the 2023 season, which means that wherever Days airs currently in other countries through 2023, they will still remain there. Um, and then if Peacock renews it, I assume those deals will go into effect or maybe they'll renegotiate new ones. Who knows? Right. I love Rodrigo. This move is huge, but I can't say I'm surprised. The future of soap opera is in streaming, as we all said here. I'll gladly pay my $4.99 a month to keep the genre going. I mean, as I said, it's it's $4.99, but also, if you have Xfinity, don't worry. Just get... Just get the app for free, because if you have Xfinity, you, you get Peacock for free. Because it's NBC. NBC owns Xfinity. I think there's also deals with other providers as well. Knowing knowing that there might be, yeah, it's possible. Because I know that does happen. Um, Obviously, I haven't looked into those because I I, I got mine, (laughs) if I can be (laughs) honest. But, yeah, I'm sure there are um, other deals out there for it. So please look into those. I mean, if, if, if if you don't, you like paying the five dollars there's probably something out there that could help you uh with that and like i said xfinity definitely has that available to you all like i said i i took it as soon as i heard about it and it's great so but i love how everybody is talking about when it's moving to when it's moving to the streaming service will they open up the classic days of our lives vault i i love that yeah, we were talking about that earlier when John was doing um, spaces on Twitter. I think it, I think it would honestly be amazing if we got some kind of catalog before we got. Because I don't see them jumping in and giving us the full catalog right away. I see them kind of doing collections first, kind of like how ABC did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember collection? that. Like the Carly collection, the Sunny collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nurses' ball stuff like that. I see, I see days, and especially with days having so many iconic stories like the Devil Possession, Buried Alive, the Salem Strangler, the Salem Stalker. Their love stories, their location shoots. There are different ways and different collections they can do. They can do it by character, by couple. I was, I, and that's what we said it, uh, earlier too. Is that they do theme, theme types of collections it's the theme about marlena where it could be about the that could focus on the possession or it could focus on something else uh it could focus on the salem the salem strangler aspect of it where or it could focus on with marlena with uh marlena and and her twin sister samantha when andrea hall was playing the role and even when andrea hall was playing hattie at the time they could do like a collection about that with the the two Hall sisters working together, like like something. 
it just just to just to keep that momentum going, just keep that that hype up for when it makes that move. I mean, and it's it's just very interesting that I keep continuing to see not just the excitement of it, but also the fact that people are taking it into the level of where people are saying, I've watched it for so long, and now I can't watch it on NBC anymore, thinking that they can't watch it anymore. I'm going, as Jonathan said, the, the, the verbiage that you're using is really pivotal to the fans at this point, because you can't make them think that it's canceled. It's still going to be on. It's just another way of watching it. Exactly. But I think I what needs to happen now, though, is we need to see NBC promoting Peacock <clears throat> starting immediately. They need to make sure that fans know the transition's coming. Like, tomorrow when I tune on to today's live, there should be a little lower third saying, get ready, starting next month, days will be exclusively on Peacock. Like, we got to get Mima on them already. It's, it's, because it's like how when General Hospital, when they, switched, when they switched time slots, they started mm-hmm. promoting right away. Like, when it may not have changed for a lot of areas at the time, but I know it changed for me because it was always on at 3 p.m. When it made that shift to 2 o'clock, once One Life to Live went, went um, off as well as that revolution show or whatever, and it moved up an hour they started promoting that from the jump. We had people from General Hospital doing video segments to promote that time change. As Jonathan said, we need to have that being promoted ASAP. It's only a month away, guys. It's only a month away. So if nobody's going to start talking about it now, it's not going to get talked about. I'm very excited to see what happens. I'm definitely excited to see what happens. I'm definitely excited to see what they're going to bring to the table. And that also brings a nice segue to what, what casting news, man? Like, seriously, I did not expect it, especially since it's been 11 years since we, well, to be honest, 10 years since we last seen him in anything. But the fact that Trevor St. John is back in the daytime circuit that's very surprising to me. I'll be honest. I was not expecting to see that break. I'm anxious to find out exactly what role he's going to be playing, but I definitely was mm-hmm. not ready. I was not ready for that announcement at all. But it definitely was a that definitely was a shock for me. This is surprising soap opera return. Listen, it was like back to back as well. It was back to back, and I'm going like, okay, so we got Trevor St. John yesterday, then we get this today about Peacock, and I'm going. What's gonna happen tomorrow on Thursday? Like I'm just, I'm just not yeah. waiting for it, you know. <laughs> oh, tomorrow. Really well, at least, at least tomorrow, I know. At least tomorrow, I know that Krista Allen's picture will now be in the bold and the beautiful opening. <laughs> that debut, the the new shot debuts tomorrow. So I at least know that's coming. I can say that. I'm excited for Trevor to make his YNR debut. I'm really curious what character he's going to be playing um, and, honestly, how the writing is going to be for him. Um, but I know Trevor's going to do a great job, so I'm really interested to at least see 
see him, and we'll, we'll see if the story supports it. So someone had pointed out, which it does make sense, that the only two people that fit into his bracket, well, maybe three, be Phyllis, Sharon, Sharon. and Victoria. And yep. this, and of course they're saying that possibility could be Victoria. Like this was their opinion. They may wind up pairing him with her. And all I said was that if they were to do that, and I really don't want this to be the character, but because I, I had someone else in mind for this role, but if they were to do that, just announce that he's going to be Cole Howard. Interesting. Who did you want to play Cole? I would want the original portrayer back. <laughs> I I don't see why they couldn't have tapped J. Eddie Peck to play the role again, but if but if it weren't him, the only other person at the time who I thought, but he's he's definitely doing very he's doing well outside of the Daytime Arena would have been Michael Park. Uh, oh, yes, yes. I just want Michael Park back on my screen again, um, but. I would like to see that. Um, I saw some speculation saying maybe you'd be like a recast JT. I did not see Cole uh, recast as a, a theory, um, but that's an interesting one. Uh, I think Victoria works well off of a certain type of man with this role. Um, I think it's somebody that makes her laugh and kind of is a jokey um kind of way because I think when we did like the seriousness with Ashland it didn't really work um so I'm curious how Trevor's character whatever it may be will work um but honestly if it doesn't work with any of those that he wearing I'm just saying they need to pick up the phone and before they fire him see if Flo, Florencia Lozano wants to maybe uh Come on over, because I really need my Ted Delgado back on my screen. You know, it's funny that they were there were fans years ago that wanted her to come to YNR as a recast Isabella. Yep, I hope she found that. I was going to say she could have been a Rosales, but until we got rid of all this, until we got rid of them for sure. I know. I thought the same thing, and then there were people who were. And I don't know who would I would cast for this part, but there were people that were clamoring, not clamoring, but they were suggesting that it should be high time for Trisha Dennison to return to the show, but who would play it? Because I don't know if the original portrayer would be available, but who would be fit for that role? It's just going to be a very interesting fall, I guess. And I'm hopeful that... YNR will live up to the hype because Trevor returning to daytime is something that really excites me. But also, it doesn't surprise me that YNR was the show he would go to, given this is the show that Justin Hartley was on. You know, like this show obviously is willing to open the purse strings when it comes to their casting sometimes. And uh, I just hope that the story. It lives up to that casting hype. 
I really hope, as you said, the writing for Trevor is good. I mean, I, I, and I'll be honest, you know, when they were able to pull out that hat of Diane Jenkins coming back, because I literally thought it was going to be Mary Jo Mason this entire time. I didn't think of Susan Walters returning to the show. And I literally was going like, oh, my gosh, Diana Barton, you're coming back to the show? Like, what happened here? You know, that's literally what I thought the, the entire process. Did I not so, watch you get your head bashed in? What's that? I said, did we not just watch Diane's head get bashed in? Like, I don't think that was on anybody's bingo card. Was no, about not at all. Diane. Seriously, I was going like, Nikki's killed some people on this show. Like, how is it that this woman is alive and Nikki has been known? How many people she killed? I think four. So, and hasn't been to jail for any of them. So, she's sunny, but not really sunny Corentos. All right. So, that's definitely why I was I was like wondering how were they going to pull the story off? And they, they came up with the way and I was happy with it. I, don't get me wrong. I was happy with it, but it was just, it wasn't expected because I literally was going, it's going to be Mary Jo Mason. I, I even sat here at one point, I was going like, hell, it might be Lindsay Wells. I don't even know anymore. Lauren Coswell might be pulling double duty again. <laughs> and not for nothing. Yeah. I would like her to pull double duty again. And go to the bold and the beautiful as Margot Lindley, and God, I, I, I just need, I just need Margot to face off with Quinn so bad. I would love to see Margot versus Quinn for Eric, or Margot versus Brooke for Ridge, or Bar- oh, that, never mind, Margot versus Taylor for Ridge. I mean that that tale. Ugh. Listen, we watched. In the beginning, and I love that Casey is up lo- is is literally opening the pool to the beautiful vault on YouTube because uh-huh. they're now they're they're now in uh they're now in Stephanie's homeless storyline on yes, YouTube they are. at this point. And I will say that Margot and Ridge was gross. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I disagree, but I think. Now, especially now that they have so – Ridge has grown now, and I think that he's Growing now dating within his – I mean, yeah, but also it was kind of weird seeing Margot and Ridge because Margot is also messing around with her, his daddy at the same time. But now so much time's passed, I mean, I, I would be okay with it. I I really did like Margo and Eric, and it was just, it was it was funny. You you know Stephanie thought at one point when they stopped messing around. Um, once she realized that it was Brooke's mommy, <laughs> you know I I just I just love that Eric and Margo's relationship. It still pressed Stephanie a lot. But they got along so well, and I love the angst that uh, Bill and Margo had, which I really wished that she was involved when Bill died. Like, somehow she could have came on over once mm-hmm. Bill had passed away and, and, and talked about her. They didn't even mention her. I really felt that they, they really missed an opportunity to bring Lauren back to B&B for, for those episodes, especially since 
they brought her on to introduce Mark back into the show once Michael Deep came onto the show. Why couldn't they have her come back for this, especially to usher in Dollar Bill? But, you know, that's a beat that was missed. But, you know, I would love, I would love for her to come over there because, honestly, Marga would be the only one that would probably be able to put Quinn in her place. And it would be historically factual, and it would be also so good to see. But I have zero faith in B&B right now to be able to tell that story. Uh, I wouldn't expect them to do it as a story. I'd probably expect them to do it as an arc. And I think they would do it as a moment. I think it would be a one-episode Lauren, I mean, Margot walks through the door, slaps Quinn, and then Quinn slaps her back, and then we never hear about it again. Probably. I, but, I mean, I, I'd probably give them, like, a full week. It would probably be a week, and and then we'd be done with it. But there's just so much story that they could tell with Margot, with, with Eric, as well as with Quinn involved. I don't know, but... I'm not the one writing it. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I can, I can think about it all I want. But, you know, that's definitely a beat that could be played, especially with Stephanie being gone. Margo could easily somehow slip back into that canvas. It, it, this, there's no reason why she can't. Especially well, being I involved think the character of Margo, so. whether played by Lauren or not, and preferably by Lauren, fits that Stephanie character very well like she had the potential to to be a a matriarch of that show in the way that stephanie was and i think that without utilizing her is a mistake when i got to the final episodes of margo that was devastating to me because i really was not ready for to say goodbye to her. I really, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I was going to become invested in that character. And because it was Lauren Coslow, that's why I became invested in that character. I loved Margot. I loved her interactions with Dan McVicker, who played Clark Garrison on the show. I loved every aspect of that, of that woman and there was just so much they could could have done for her you know lauren did want to leave the show because she wanted to start a family so that's why she that was why she left the bold and beautiful in 92 is she wanted to leave to start a family she wanted to she wanted to have children so that's why she left and yeah and then we see her back we see her back on daytime three years later as kate but yeah that and that was why she she was able to start the family and then she was able to get back into it so I respect that decision, but God, did I not miss – I really missed that woman on that show because I really wanted to see how it would have played off with Margot and Sheila since Sheila was just coming onto the show as Margot was. Mm-hmm. There was because, a lot of untapped potential there. Yeah, especially as Sheila became obsessed with Eric at the time. So I wondered how she would have – how would the Sheila character react to Marco? That would have been interesting for me to watch. 
many what ifs, so little time. But uh, this was this was so much fun, man. I I loved talking about all of this with you guys, and I'm just I'm just pumped of what's to come with with Peacock and Days moving over. It's gonna it's definitely gonna be an interesting few months. It's gonna be an interesting fall and winter. But I'm I'm excited to see where it leads. It's it's definitely gonna prove a lot. And I would it's like to very do another much so. I would like to do a show after a few months it's been on Peacock just to see what everyone's thoughts is, if we see anything coming through, anything on social media about how it's doing since its inception onto the streaming service exclusively, just to talk about it, just to see what's going on and what your opinions are. Um, let's do another one of these. Definitely Absolutely. All right. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. We'll see you on the Twitter sphere. Thank you so much for stopping by. This was Bye. so much fun. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for joining my podcast tonight. It was so great to be back with you. I discussed the biggest changes to hit daytime television. I'm Novel J. Lee, making sure you keep getting the latest Buzzworthy Radio by logging on to our website at www.buzzworthyradiocast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio and liking us on our Facebook page. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere. everywhere. Miss the show? Log on to BuzzworthyRadioCast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.